we are doing chapter 34 the significance of udi concluded yesterday we did chapter 33 which was the beginning the first uh, part of the significance of udi so today we are doing the second part my obeisance to shri ganesh to shri saraswati to shri guru maharaj to the family deity to shri sitaramachandra my most humble obeisance i bow in reverence to the most venerable guru shri sainath the significance of the udi has been described most truly in last chapter in the present chapter 2 we shall carry on the same narration further describing its beneficial properties in continuation to the previous chapter let the listeners listen at their ease and for their own happiness as to the great power of the udi in the most painful and hard to cure disease a deep seated ulcer which could not be cured by any treatment was cured completely by the smearing of the udi at baba's hand many are such instances about the udi of which i shall relate just one to give the general idea being based on a real experience the listeners will appreciate it greatly as they listen at malegaon in the nasik district there is a doctor a holder of medical degree his nephew had some disease which had no medicine could cure himself a qualified doctor he had a friend who was also a doctor they both tried various remedies both were experienced skilled surgeons but ultimately they too were exhausted and at their wits end the disease was deep seated bone ulcer and it is called in vernacular haddya varna haddya haddya means bones okay often distorted as haddya varna it's not varna varna means you know the, the different varnas are there it is haddya varna but it was peculiar disease hard to cure which could not respond to any medicine all medicines ingenious and potent and whatever remedies occurred to the mind were all tried out but everything failed even surgery was performed but without success the nephew was young and could not bear the pain the suffering brought on great agony and the near and the dear ones were distressed to see his pain every possible cure was tried but the disease did not abate in the least then the relatives and friends said propitiate worship the deities <coughs> gods personal gods and family gods all were propitiated but not one among them was of any help it was then that he came to know that there was a great avliya staying at shirdi he was sai maharaj the greatest among the yogis and most excellent among the saints whose mere darshan was enough to drive away all the illnesses this was really what he heard so a desire rose for sai's darshan the father and the mother therefore decided to at least try the remedy in the name of god it is said that he is a great avliya and if he applies udi with his own hands even the most dreadful diseases are cured what does one lose in trying out this experience come let us worship his feet let us try this one last remedy oh let this danger be averted at least by this means it is our last hope and so the parents packed everything and eager for sai's darshan they at once went to shirdi immediately on arrival they took baba's darshan prostrated at the feet in obeisance related to him the suffering of the child as they stood in front of him with folded hands and piteous face they began entreating sai in a sorrowful voice the child is a great pain is in great pain due to the illness they say we cannot bear to see this suffering and know not what to do we see no ray of hope at all seeing the child thus suffer 
ओ साई समत वी आर टोटली एग्जॉस्टेड प्लीज प्लेस योर हैंड ऑफ प्रोटेक्शन ऑन इज हेड एंड रिलीव हिज सफरिंग हैविंग हर्ड ऑफ योर ग्रेट पावर वी हैव कम हियर ऑल द वे वी सरेंडर एट योर फीट विथ सिंगल माइंडेड डिवोशन डू गिव अस द गिफ्ट ऑफ हिज लाइफ साई द कंपैशनेट वन देन गेव देम एन एश्योरेंस सेइंग दोज हु सीक रिफ्यूज इन द मॉस्क will never come to an evil end even to the end of the world now have no more worry take the udi and smear it on the ulcer in about 8 days or so you will see its good effect have faith in god this is not just a mask like any other it is sri krishna's dwarka and he who put his puts his foot into the mask will at once get back the health and well being you will yourself experience it that anyone should come here and not experience relief is a thing that can never happen either in the past present or future be sure that your object will be accomplished then as per baba's command the boy was made to sit in front of him and baba moved his hand over the legs bestowing on him a glance of grace this was of course a physical illness but even when a calamity comes by destiny or by great mental disturbances baba's darshan averts it all together now this line over here says this was a physical illness and then it says even that which comes by means of destiny that is the second one and the third is called the great mental disturbance or these are the three afflictions which we have done if you remember okay we have first one that is first one is adibhuta adidaiva and adhyatmi so all three are there so all these three type of afflictions that are there see the translator has taken the liberty of converting it into mental because the reason is it is not mental at all it is far beyond that but for the simple minds understanding it is mentioned you see it is written by destiny okay and the third one is by listening uh, by mental disturbances but it is both these words are wrong so adhyatmik adidaivik adidaivik first first it is adibhuta bhuta means all the elements that are there the elements can cause these disturbances that happens to the physical body then it is adidaivik daivik daivik means means uh, by means of the gods and the goddesses this happens in the inside of the body which is another type of an affliction and the third one is adhyatmik this is more on the spiritual level on the spirit level okay <clears throat> so so baba's darshan averts it all together gazing upon sri sai's face all the pain and the suffering subsided and on hearing his nectar sweet words the child experienced great relief and happiness for four days they stayed there the illness gradually diminished as the faith in sai grew Thereafter, they took Baba's permission, and the three of them returned to their place, happy and satisfied. And was this any small miracle? The pain of the deep-seated ulcer disappeared, while the only unique remedy was in the udi and in Baba's glance of grace. Such is the importance of saint's darshan. If one is fortunate enough to get his assurance and benediction, the disease is destroyed completely. Now, this reminds me of a story which has happened. Uh, to somebody that we know 
there was this young girl who was around i think 2 years old or something when she got afflicted by means of blood cancer okay and for 4 years the the parents prayed very hard to baba and 4 years later the doctor declared her completely free of that and this girl had come to visit along with her mother they had gone to visit baba in 2011 so that just goes to show how much faith can actually cure a person and so after a few days while the udi was being applied to the affected part and also given to drink the wound began to dry up and was healed the boy regained good health when his uncle at maligaon came to know of this he felt an eager desire for sight darshan and said to himself that while going to bombay he would satisfy his wish but later when he set out to go to bombay <coughs> people created doubts in his mind both at maligaon and at manmad Malegaon is uh, after Manmad. It's another station after that. With the result, he abandoned his plans to go to Shirdi. But later, <clears throat> but such is the case with uh, any good resolution. In the beginning, wicked people always create obstacles. Only those who do not give in to what such people will say in the end pursue the right path. So, neglecting the saint's darshan, he went straight to Mumbai. deciding to spend the remainder of his leave at alibag alibag is a place south of mumbai south of bombay you have to go uh, it is about 100 kilometers from there when he made this resolve thus he heard a voice in his sleep for three consecutive nights saying is there disbelief in me even now the doctor was astonished when he heard the ethereal voice on three consecutive nights so trusting the voice to be true he made up his mind to go to shirdi however he was treating a patient of typhoid at that time so he decided to go immediately once the patient was better but he the patient was running a high temperature and no medicine was effective he did not show any improvement there seemed no chance of his going to shirdi soon he then resolved in his mind if this patient improves today i will go to shirdi tomorrow itself without a moment's delay even as he made his firm resolve within 3 or 7 hours 3 to 7 hours of it the fever came down his purpose answer the doctor at once set out to go to shirdi keeping to his resolve the doctor thus went to shirdi worship baba's feet with all his heart baba also confirmed his inner faith and experience and won him over by the guru seva placing his hand of benediction and on the doctor's head he gave him udi prasad Sai's inconceivable power left the doctor wonderstruck. The doctor stayed on for four days and returned home with a joyous heart. Before a fortnight had passed after this, he was sent to Vijapur on promotion. Vijapur is the current Bijapur. Bijapur is uh, you know that uh, uh, border of Karnataka. That is Vijapur. Okay. The painful ulcer gave rise to the idea of Sai's darshan, which in turn created a great attachment to the saint, resulting ultimately in the state of everlasting happiness. Similarly, Doctor Pillai was once suffering from the guinea worms, and one after the other, there appeared no less than seven guinea worms. They caused him great pain and suffering. And for ba- Sai Baba, he had a great love and devotion. Baba too called him by the nickname Bhau. Bhau means brother, and would always inquire very lovingly after Bhau's well-being. 
Morning and evening, Bau's place was near the right hand railing in the mosque, and for a long time there used to be a mutual exchange of ideas aplenty with Bau. While smoking a chilam, Baba had to be there. While Bau had to be there, while smoking a BD too, Bau's presence was imperative. Bau was needed while taking decisions in matters, and if Bau was not present, time would not pass pleasantly. Such was the state of affairs. But when the pain from the affliction became unbearable, Bau became so weak that he took to his bed. The pain and suffering caused great agitation and despair. Even in the most trying situation, there was a ceaseless chant of Sai's name on his lips. Oh, enough of this agony! Even death is preferable to this," said he, as he totally surrendered to Sai. He sent a message to Baba and fed up with the suffering so much in pain. There are so many wounds all over my body. I have not had the strength to endure any more. When I have been so pure of conduct, why have I to suffer these painful conditions? I have always avoided wicked, sinful deeds. Why then the burden of sin on my head? The pain of this disease is like that of death. Baba, I really cannot bear it now. It is better that I die. Whatever suffering remains to endure, I shall bear it in the next birth. Now, did you see how fickle the mind is? In the first one, he says he has not done anything wrong. No wicked deeds have been performed, and no sinful deeds have been done by me. Tell me, in most of the cases, those who are suffering. What wicked deeds have they done in their this life that they are suffering? You see, a small girl or a boy, they get sodomized, they get raped, and all that. Do you really believe that they have done something wrong in this life that they are getting to suffer? So the suffering is nothing to do with this life. Please understand this. The prarabdha karma is like coming to us for. Expiating in this life, so it has come because of something that we have done in the past. So you cannot say that I have not done anything wrong. You have done something. Does anybody give uh, buy one take one free like that? Is it some karma? So suffering means one more free. Take this. Nobody is going to give you suffering like that. God is not that uh, evil minded to give you additional sufferings in this life. So what happens is. Whatever is due to you, even if you are good, even if you are better, whatever that you are doing, you have to suffer for whatever karma that is due in this life of yours, and that you have to go through. So you cannot say that I don't want to go through. So prarabdha karma has to happen. So whatever suffering that is there that you have to undergo, you have to undergo. The only difference which happens is. When the guru is there, when you have a sadguru with you, then what happens is he takes charge of your certain number of certain amount of your suffering, and something which is due to you, a little bit, a portion of it is given to you so that you suffer for it. Yes, so the suffering has originated because you have done something in the past, which is what the reason why it has happened. Right and actually goes back. Yes, so so I hope you understand that every person says I have not done anything wrong, sir. This is not for the wrong that you have done now. This is the wrong which you might have done in your past life. So don't say that you have not done anything wrong. You have. So it is better to suffer. Okay, go through the suffering. It is always better. 
in one of the stories we have seen that that person wanted to commit suicide correct and yes so you have to endure yes he had to come he was going to commit suicide at that point in time he was told that there this suffering is there because of your past life not because of this one uh just two days ago there was one very uh, there was one video put up in uh, one of the websites which showed that there was one woman she was holding a camera and filming the cars behind and suddenly one car flashes ahead of her and then comes back and then this there is this man sitting in that car and he makes a very lewd sign at her okay he raises the middle finger at her and shows her what happens is and then he suddenly drives ahead so when he drives ahead he goes and crashes into the side lane and tumbles on the other side so they said that is called instant karma <laughs> instant karma is not like instant coffee it doesn't happen instantly <laughs> it's a part and parcel of your past karma see even the coffee beans you think they have to be first roasted toasted everything has to be done isn't it and they have to be first grown so it there is nothing instant in that even that company which is making that instant thing has already plucked the beans then it has roasted them and done all sorts of things and finally it has come to you it is just trying to save your time that's it but it is a it's a past thing only <laughs> so you cannot say that like that okay so unless one endures one's full share of suffering there is no escape to complete which one may have to take more births but what is preordained by prarabdha can never be avoided dalvited that i am i know this even i know this so he knew about this i will happily take 10 more births to suffer for my karma but give me this one gift that my present birth be terminated so he is saying now for the little part of the karma that is balanced you know can you i am willing to take 10 more births for that think about it he has got so many guinea worms so in another 10 more lives how many more guinea worms he wants okay that is stupidity so why not bear it just now only so enough oh enough of this life release me from this birth for i can endure this pain no longer there is one one only request to you sai the king among the siddhas was deeply moved to pity by this prayer listen to the nectar sweet com- compassion that he showered on dr pillai to console him and just see the plan that sai baba the wish fulfilling tree of the devotee initiated to mitigate the intense suffering of his devotee the message from dr pillai was brought by dikshit on hearing which baba said go and tell him let your mind be free from fear that's the biggest problem we have isn't it i just wrote one blog yesterday of on fear it's a very important thing that you should understand everybody is afraid we are afraid of everything in the world is there anything that if somebody says i am not afraid he is telling lies we are afraid right from our parents to our relatives to our <coughs> we are somebody children and father husband mother this one that one everybody we are afraid of we are afraid of the government we are afraid of taxes we are afraid of earning money we are afraid of getting robbed we are afraid of getting mugged everything we are afraid of we are afraid somebody will take our things away we are afraid that you know we will not have anything to eat so fear is the biggest factor that you everybody has to go through so get out of this fear the, the most important way of getting out of it is detachment 
Okay. Now let us continue over here. So <clears throat> go and tell him, let your mind be free from fear. He also sent the message. Why spread out this suffering over 10 births? Just now only I said that. We can spread it over 10 days only by sharing it mutually and be done with it. Now, did you see the line? It is shared mutually. I told you, no, 90% with the Guru and 10% with that individual. So, 10 days for him. But it will come down. So, what happens is Sai, Sai Baba is now going to take over his problems. Oh, that you should ask for calamity of death when I sit here powerful enough to give you moksha, your material as well as spiritual welfare. Is this all your progress, your daring? Let him be lifted up and brought here. Let the suffering be undergone and endured. Let him not be so distracted by fear. Carry him here on your back. And so in the painful condition, the doctor was immediately brought to the mosque. Baba removed the pillow on which he was leaning and gave it to him. It was placed on the right hand, the place where Fakir Baba used to sit. Lean against this and lie down quietly. Do not worry needlessly, Baba said. Stretch your leg out slowly. I will give you some relief. What is preordained will not, own, not be over unless it is born fully. That alone is the remedy. So what is to be? Whatever is the karma, you have to go through it. So whether you like it or not, the prarabdha, you have to go through it. The only thing is when you spread it to the God, you tell him, tell the Lord and say, God, please take care of me at this point in time. Your faith and devotion will make it lessen. Lessen in the sense, the impact will be there, but not that much. So, <clears throat> good or bad, <clears throat> sorrow or joy, nectar or poison, despair of opposites come to us with the current according to our Sanchit. Sanchit, if you remember, accumulated karma, right? We have so much of accumulated karma of all or maybe 84 million lives, is it? <laughs> Imagine that. How many lives? Every every life of ours, we are just keeping on adding and adding. It's like a recurring deposit we have opened, never to close. <laughs> so that is the Sanchit. So, therefore, feel neither joy nor sorrow from them. Endure whatever comes your way. Allah Malik is our protector. Always meditate on him. And he alone bears the burden of all the cares and anxieties. With all your heart, wealth, body and speech, surrender humbly at his feet. When you take his name ceaselessly, you will experience his leela. Dr. Pillai said then, Nana said Sandurkar had bandaged the wound, but there is no relief. Baba said, Nana is crazy. Remove that bandage or else you will die. A crow will come presently and peck at it and you will be all right. One crow will come just now and he is going to peck at your wound. And once he pecks at your wound, you will be fine. So, while they were thus talking, Abdul, Abdul Mia was uh, uh, one of the persons whom, uh, one of the three people that Sai Baba used to every day sleep, you know, they used to sleep in that, you know how that uh, sign is of uh, Mercedes Benz. Okay, they will sleep like that, their heads together and their legs on the other side. <laughs> like Mercedes Benz sign. Okay, they will all sleep like that. And if somebody would just go fall asleep, now this fellow will go and give him one rap. Like, wake up, don't go to sleep. <laughs> so, this was their always they used to do like this. 
Abdul Mia is a person he would he, he was a very great person who would always be around baba taking care of all his little little requirements that are there so what abdul is doing moreover <coughs> while they were thus talking abdul immediately came to put oil in the earthen lamps and quite unexpected what happened next narrow as the mosque was it was already crowded with devotees and to add to it there was confusion caused by pillai's condition Abdul could hardly move about. Moreover, Abdul was intent on the work in hand, concentrating on the earthen lamps. For a moment, he became unmindful of Pillai's presence, and then a most extraordinary thing happened. And what could Abdullah do? What is to happen cannot be avoided. So, by mistake, he stepped on the painful leg which Pillai had stretched out. <laughs> Imagine, you are already hurting on top of it. Somebody is putting the leg on top of it. So this is the cow which has come, you know, the crow. The leg was already swollen, and on the same leg, Abdullah's foot came down. Oh God! The loud, piercing cry that Pillai broke was terrible. He simply writhed in agony. Once and only once did he give a shriek in agony, which seemed to penetrate through the head as he entreated Baba piteously with folded hands. Listen to it. The abscess ruptured, and the pus began to flow out from them. With a restless and an agitated mind, Pillai on one hand cried out loudly, and on the other began to sing. Imagine <laughs> he is he is crying in pain and singing. Uh, oh Karim, Allah, have pity on my condition. He says, "Oh, your name is Rahman, compassionate and Rahim, merciful." This is he is singing in. Uh, remember, this is these are the kalmas from the Quran. So. Apile um, Apile knew about all these things because Baba used to speak like this only. Okay, you alone are the emperor of both the worlds, and your greatness is manifested in the world. All the worldly business will become extinct, but your glory is everlasting. You are always the refuge of your devotees. The shooting pain continued, and to appear even now and again, his mind was greatly agitated, and he felt very weak. Everyone realized all this was Sai Baba's sport. Baba said, "Look, Baba has started singing, and Pillai asked him, 'Baba, is that crow still to come and peck at my wounds?' <laughs> Imagine him saying, asking him finally, he is crying and he is asking him that that crow is he still going to come or what? <laughs> Did he not come just now? He who stepped on your leg, that was the crow who pecked at you and then flew away and subdued your painful abscess. What crow and what pecking? He just brought about what was inevitable going to happen. The crow appeared in the form of Abdullah, and Baba proved his word words to be true. Baba's words were not just words; they were ineradicable as the destiny of man that Brahmadev writes on the forehead. They can stop effectually the result of man's karma in a short while. Bhav experienced great relief. Application of the udi and drinking it in water had been the only medicine, the only antidote. The disease was totally rooted out on the tenth day dawn. Seven lives, seven live thread-like guinea worms came out of that pool. The severe pain subsided altogether, marking the end of the suffering. Pillai was simply amazed to see the miracle, and tears of love streamed down the eyes on seeing Baba's marvelous lila. Pillai at once fell at Baba's feet. He was choked with emotion, and not a word escaped from his lips. I shall conclude this narration of the great power of the Sudhi after relating one more experience. 
the essence of the gospel is as is your faith so is the experience you get this is a thing which has been repeated number of times whatever is the faith that you have in that divine being so will be your experience suppose you don't have any faith in the divine being then what kind of experience you're going to get nothing zero so that is the reason why have the you know 100% faith you will find your answers over there papa ji was the youngest brother or mother or who was the elder of the two listen to how he achieved his desired goal by making use of the udi when he was at once in a great difficulty so great is the udi's power that i just cannot praise it enough it is a most remarkable remedy for the bubonic plague and other diseases there is none to compare with it while papa ji was staying at saul vihir a place near shirdi his wife one had high fever and bubos appeared in the region of the groin in his mind papa ji was frightened in that fearful time of the night seeing his wife distressed papa ji was filled with apprehension and bewilderment he lost his nerve completely trembling with nervousness and fear night though you it was he went running to shirdi immediately and told his brother what had happened two bubos have appeared he said and she is burning with fever and is in great distress come and see for yourself this i think does not portend any good madhura was startled to see baba ji's piteous face as he spoke his mind restless and agitated he too lost heart discriminating though mom madhura's mind was he panicked at the mention of bubos for everyone knows the quick end that follows bubonic plague be the occasion a happy or a difficult one the task auspicious or inauspicious it is customary in shirdi to first ask sai's advice and then to follow to the last detail whatever he advises for he alone wards off the trouble of his devotee for oh, how many such experiences one can recount so in keeping up with the usual practice madhura also took the decision and prostrating before baba in obeisance narrated everything to him first he said glory be to you o saina have mercy on us the helpless one oh what is the calamity now and what needless worry but then who else can we entreat but you please mitigate the sufferings the pain of the poor girl extend your benediction to her please save us from one calamity who else is our savior except you please abate the high fever and keep your promise he asked baba's leave for accompanying his brother back baba then said do not go at this odd hour of the night but send her some udi what bubos and what fever our father is allah malik it will be all right by itself she will be safe and sound without a doubt but early in the morning at sunrise yourself go to saul we here do not be in a hurry to go right now stay here in peace and even tomorrow when you go come back soon why do you trouble yourself needlessly when the udi is applied and given the drink why should we fear on hearing this baba ji was scared he was dismayed for madhura knew herbal remedies but it was of no use at this time however madhura recognized the mark full well that no medicine would work without sai's grace so he obeyed baba's command and sent the udi with his brother himself staying back and at ease baba ji returned alone worried and disheartened mixing some water udi with water he applied to her body <clears throat> and gave her some to drink soon enough she was drenched with perspiration and fell into a deep sleep at sunrise the wife felt energetic but for there was no trace of either the fever or the poisonous bubos anywhere baba ji was astonished her mother or got up finished his morning ablutions and came to the mosque for darshan before setting out for saul he took baba's darshan 
prostrated at his feet was on his way as soon as he received Udi with Baba's blessing. As he was coming down the step of the mosque, Baba was heard commanding him, Shama, you must return at once. Delay will not do. On the way, the brother-in-law worried about how his sister-in-law must be suffering. How she would bear the pain of the two burning bobos. Oh, how she must be lying in great torment. And yet Baba must have been hinting at something or else why did he say come back immediately? <laughs> Shama panicked at the thought and his, quick, and his step quickened as he trod the way. Walking hurriedly, he could hardly wait to reach Saul Vihi. But as he stepped on the threshold, he could hardly believe his eyes. She who had bubonic plague the previous night was seen preparing tea as usual. Seeing this sudden change, Madhav was astonished in his mind. So he said to Bapaji, How is it that she is engaged in the daily chores? And Bapaji replied, All this is most certainly the marvel of Sai Baba's Udi. As soon as I came home, I gave her the Udi to drink and rubbed some on it all over the body. At once the body was drenched in perspiration and she enjoyed a deep, peaceful slumber. Later, as the sun rose, she sat up feeling refreshed and healthy. The bubos and the fever has both disappeared. Truly, this is nothing but Baba's great progress. Seeing her present condition, Shama at once remembered Sai's words, come back immediately and he was quite amazed. Even before he arrived, the purpose had been accomplished, so he drank tea and returned at once. He went straight to the mosque and bowed at Sai's feet. What is this port of yours, O God? It is you who cause agitation in our minds. Sitting in your own place, and you generate whirlwind and you yourself then restore calm afterwards? Baba replied, Look, this is due to the profound hidden course of your karma. See, again it's the same thing, isn't it? It is the karma which is constantly following us everywhere. Now, whether you like it or not, this is a karma which is always constantly there. You have to go through that karmic loop of yours. If you don't, you are going to keep on suffering. So, better to go through it, isn't it? Once it finishes, it is always better, no? Hmm. <clears throat> Baba replied, Look, at, this is the profound hidden course of your karma. Be sure that I neither do anything nor get anything done. Now you understand, Parabrahma does not do anything. It is a part of your karmic loop that is there. So, all the karmas that are associated with that person, the person has to undergo. Why are we blaming God or anybody? We should never blame God for this. The only thing which God can give you, He can give you certain relief. Beyond that, He is not involved in the process. So, never blame God. God, you are giving me all the troubles in the world. He is not giving you. You only have done something in your past life because of which this has happened. Be sure that I neither do anything nor get anything done. But still, the power of doing it is laid at my door. Everybody comes and blames him. So, everybody says, you are responsible for it. I am only a Sakshi, a witness. If you remember, we have done some last week about Sakshis. Witness, stand outside yourself and see how you behave. That is called witnessing. You see, you are not the body. Body is separate than you. You know very well if somebody says something to you, you are going to get angry. You know that very well, isn't it? Suppose the servant is not doing something properly. She is leaving the kitchen in a mess. 
or the child is coming and tearing some paper and pages and stuff like that and throwing it here and there and making all the mischief naturally you are going to get angry you know this beforehand isn't it stand outside yourself and see how you behave now you should say now i am going to get angry so this body gets angry now i am going to feel nice when somebody comes and praises me this is called sakshi the witness state this is a state which everybody can go through okay so this is called witness state to whatever karma that comes by the force of destiny god almighty alone is the doer and the impeller of all actions under his domain everything happens does not mean that he is the doer he does not do he physically not giving you pain he is not responsible for it you have done something for which you have to suffer it is always give and take thing isn't it and he alone is the gracious one i am neither god nor supreme being i am not anal hak anal hak if you remember he said yade hak yade hak i am the servant of god anal hak i am god so i am neither i am not anal hak either i am yade hak one who constantly remembers god i am allah's most humble slave anal hak is a is a philosophy which all the brahmanyanis have they keep on saying aham brahmasmi correct aham brahmasmi means anal hak i am that great god you can't be if the moment you say those words it's going to get you a lot of ego in you so he says this is very simple phenomena which he says i am yade hak yade hak is a principle where you say i am the servant of god which means just like how hanuman ji said hanuman ji always hanuman ji is an avatar of shiv ji you know that but when he was sitting at the feet of shri ram he always said i am the servant of shri ram that does not bring the ego in a person this is a very very important thing so always instead of saying anal hak aham brahmasmi we can say i am the servant of the lord so that is yadeha he who extinguishes his ego and with a grateful heart puts his burden on him will surely and safely cross the ocean of worldly life now listen to the similar and the most significant experience of an iranian gentleman whose infant daughter used to lose her speech every hour for she would be seized by an hourly epileptic fit her body curving like a bow she would lie unconscious as if dead no remedy seems to work later a friend of his described to him the great power of the udi saying that nowhere else is there such a unique and infallible remedy go at once to vile parle and ask dikshit for the udi he always has it with him and will give you gladly when you give it to her to drink every day remembering sai and keeping full trust in him this fits will disappear and you will be happy on hearing this the parsi gentleman asked dikshit for udi and gave it to the child to drink every day and she was restored to good health she who used to become restless and agitated every passing hour obtained great relief immediately the interval between the two fits gradually lengthened to several hours i am sure you must have seen people who come in that fit you know they their teeth gets clenched and 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 the saliva keeps on dripping from their mouth i am sure you must have seen that thus the hourly fit that seized her was delayed by 7 hours and disappeared altogether after some time In a village near Harada, 
There lived an old man who suffered greatly due to kidney stone. It caused him great pain and distress. Since there was no other remedy for the complaint except surgery, some people advised him to look for an eminent surgeon. The patient was extremely worried and could not make up his mind. His body became emaciated as if on the point of death. The agonizing pain was becoming unbearable. To undergo surgical operation required great courage and the patient had no peace of mind. Luckily, his misfortune came to an end. Listen to the marvel. While such was the condition here, news came that the Inamdar of the village, who was a great devotee of Sai Baba, had come to the village. Everyone knew that he always with him Baba Dudi to ask for which relatives and friends of the afflicted came to him. The Inamdar gladly gave it and the son gave it mixed in water to his father to drink. Hardly had five minutes passed when a most astonishing thing happened. As the Udi Prasad was absorbed in the body, the kidney stone moved from its place and passed out through the urine. The patient at once experienced great relief. The wife of the gentleman from Bombay bycast a CKP, that is Chandrasenia Kayastha Prabhu, always became seriously ill when the time for her delayed arrived. delivery arrived. Moreover, much that they may try, not a single remedy seemed to work. The lady used to be in great distress and the poor man would become worried and agitated. There was a Sai devotee well known by the name of Sri Ram Maruti, by whose advice the gentleman set out to go to Shirdi. When the time for the delivery approached, both used to be in great anxiety. So they made up their mind once and for all to be in Shirdi and get rid of the fear. Whatever is to happen, let it happen, but at least it will happen in front of Baba. Making this firm resolve, they both came and stayed at Shirdi. They stayed on in Shirdi for many months and were happy performing Baba's puja and enjoying the company. After spending some time thus, the time for the delivery approached, causing him great anxiety as to how the calamity could be overcome. Even while they worried, the time the day of the delivery arrived, dawn, the mouth of the womb was blocked and everyone was worried. The lady suffered severe pains and no one knew what to do. A ceaseless prayer to Baba continued. Who else but he could take pity? Ladies from the neighborhood came running and petitioning to Baba. One of them took a little water in the glass in which she mixed the udi and made her drink it. Within five minutes, the lady delivered. The child seemed to be lifeless, having died in the womb. But that was the fate of the fetus. Another child may be conceived later on, but at least the lady was safe and free from fear. She delivered without any pain and was hale and hearty. The moment the grave danger and anxiety had passed and she became indebted to Baba for a lifetime. The following chapter is sweeter than this, listening to which the fond desires of the listeners will be satisfied. It will cure them of their bad habits of over-inquisitiveness and instead increase their devotion. We worship only the formless one and hence we will not offer Dakshina, nor will we bow our heads before anyone. Only on this condition we will come for Darshan. They who had firmly resolved thus, not only prostrated in obeisance on seeing Sai, but also offered Dakshina on their own. Oh, what a miracle indeed! Also, the most remarkable power of Udi and how Nevaskar fed milk to a cobra with love and devotion, thus observing the duty of the householder. These and other such excellent stories will give rise to the loving devotion when carefully listened to. The sorrow of worldly life will then be mitigated. What great, greater and lasting happiness can there be? Hence, Himar bows at Sai's feet and prays to him to bestow his compassionate love upon the listeners so that they might get absorbed in listening to the Sai Satcharit. Will be to all, here ends the 34th chapter of Sri Sai Samat Satcharit, called the significance of Udi too, as inspired by the saints and the virtuous, and composed by the devotee Hemar Pant.
we have come to the end of the chapter so see the odi has its own significance like when we started this chapter we were talking about the ash that is smeared by shivji on his body that has very great significance all these aghoris and all the people those who believe in this in the tantric form of uh, worship they also smear odi or what we call as bhasma on their body which is uh, taken from the burial grounds uh, see ramkrishna paramahansa also performed those kind of rituals in his life when brahmani was with him brahmani was the teacher of his who was a tantric teacher so he has done also those kind of acts uh, just next to uh, dakshineshwar is this burial ground where he used to go and sit so these kind of activities are done today in the last uh, few days time i mean this last month people across the world are also celebrating a similar uh, you know um, occasion and that is you know ash wednesday has gone they also smear the ash on their forehead and their front you know over here and then they go about because this is it's followed literally in all the cross sections of the society right from hindus muslims everywhere they follow this kind of rituals is very very important if you ever go to any mazar any any kind of tomb that is worshiped like um, is given this place uh, which is a uh, mount abu uh, there also they do the same they bow down at that place and they take the little dust from that place so this dust from the feet is also taken as as a prasad as an udi prasad also no doubt about it and we always need to follow this principle where see when you are going inside a, even outside the church also there is uh, there is one small bowl of water kept over there which is the holy water the similar things are there in literally all the religions in the world and being a sufi saint sai baba who is also a hindu or muslim or whatever that you want to call him he also followed a simple ritual in one of the uh, messages that he has given he said that, that particular place is called dwarka it's sri krishna's dwarka dwarka is the place where sri krishna went for the last half of his life to stay over and this particular place then went under the sea but dwarka is the place where sri krishna's vas is always there he is that elderly form of krishna the younger form of krishna is found in a different place altogether and the older form is found in another place that is dwarkapuri so we have just concluded a chapter which is so very important of the udi prasad that is there some of you those who have come to my place you have got the udi which baba himself has handed over to us physically so those who have come have taken my, my it it's a very very important thing so so if there is any question you can ask me